Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today is November 8th, 2022. It is election day. Go vote if you haven't already. And we're hearing in Arizona that polling locations are having problems. In some places, as much as 40% of votes have not been counted. But fear not. Republican lawyers and poll watchers are on this and your vote will be counted. Hold the line. In our next story, sensing defeat, Fetterman Democrats are suing to count ballots with no dates or incorrect dates. And in our last segment, a Democrat voter explains why they will not be voting today. I think it's important to vote. I really, really do, especially now. But this man basically says the Democrats are hypocrites and liars, so they're out. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Now, let's get into that first story. Hold the line. It's getting crazy out there. Arizona is in the news with a ton of crazy issues. From Timcast, up to 40% of ballots not counted at polling locations in Maricopa County, Arizona. Nearly two dozen polling locations have malfunctioning machines. And we're hearing now that upwards of 20% of polling locations are having issues. But this is not the end of the world. There is tons of really great news. And I have some some, uh, posts here explaining to y'all how you should be handling this. They're basically saying they should stay. Just make sure your vote goes in. But I want to make sure I read you the, the legitimate verbatim instructions on what to do if you are dealing with these issues. Now, all the issue, while these issues may be troublesome, I must stress, my friends, the red wave, it's apparently upon us. Right now, from Data Orbital, as of 10 a.m. in Maricopa County, 57% of total voters in Maricopa were Republicans. 14.4 are Democrat and 28.5 are Independent. This is insane. It's looking like Republicans are doing really, really well in Arizona despite all of the problems. And I will stress this. The reason there may be problems may not be cheating. You can see cheating is already trending. Calm down, everybody. We got poll watchers everywhere. Tons of lawsuits have been filed. We will remain calm. I just want you to understand the problem may not be cheating. 
It may be that too many Republicans are showing up to vote. The red wave is so massive that it's jamming up machines. So considering this is a very important election day, I've got updated numbers for you on what to expect, the news about what's currently happening in Arizona and some thoughts on that and a statement from uh, several individuals about what you need to do not to worry. Your votes will be counted. And I will just stress, most importantly for all of you guys, y'all need poll watchers 24-7, not just sitting and watching the polls when, when, you know, when they're tabulating after it's done 24-7, y'all need to be waiting and watching Democrat, Republican. You see anything suspicious, you call it in. We want absolute confidence in this election. Even Joe Biden warned they will be deniers. We don't want none of that. We want people to watch and be like, okay, well, we, you know, we will adjudicate any problems. We'll have lawsuits over these things, but we need to make sure that there is, that people feel satisfied that they had their voice heard. So that being said, y'all should absolutely, the poll watchers should be watching the total buildings. Just watch the entire building 24 seven until it is finally done. Know who is going in, know who is going out. There should be footage of all of this stuff. And then we can say at the end of all of this, if the Democrats are freaking out, be like, look, here are the numbers. If the Republicans are freaking out, look, here are the numbers. We don't want a repeat of 2020. But let's get into the news, my friends. Before we get started, head over to losingmymind.com and support our work with our cultural endeavors. We released a new song called Genocide, Losing My Mind, that you can buy on iTunes, or uh, uh, Amazon. We're currently number one bestseller on Amazon. We've been there since Friday. Thank you so much for your support. We fell off from the number one spot on iTunes. Y'all can support us by buying on iTunes. Support our work with this song. The song directly mocks the establishment media, calling them out for being shills, for being liars, for being manipulators, for supporting lockdowns and big pharma. This is the kind of song that I hope We'll hit the Billboard Hot 100, and then people in the industry are going to be like, what's this song about? Because the song overtly calls out the establishment. Losingmymind.com, if you would be so inclined to support us, listen to the song on Spotify, listen to the song on YouTube, and just crank it up and let it roll and just sit back, listen to that song all day and night, because you're going to love it. You're going to watch that. You're going to love the video. Share it with all of your friends and just add it to your playlist and then hit that playlist and get it, get it rolling. It really does help. Here's a story from TimCast.com. Up to 40% of ballots not counted at polling locations in Maricopa. This is not the end of the world, okay? They say as of 9 a.m., one in five ballots were not successfully going through voting tabulators and were being set aside to be counted separately, according to Nicole Grigg, a local reporter for ABC 15. A technician said they are working on the issue, but also stated that as many as two in five ballots were not being counted. Per state election protocols, those ballots will be manually reviewed by a bipartisan team to ensure the votes on each individual ballot are properly filled. A rep from the Secretary of State's office told Timcast that roughly 20 voting centers in Phoenix are experiencing technical issues. Now, I believe there are some updates. Um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me make sure I can get the uh, proper numbers here. Where is it? Where, where are we at? Here we go. Ali Bradley tweeting, chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors says 20 percent of voting centers are having issues with tabulators. He says the ballot can still be dropped in the box. It will just get centrally tabulated tonight. He says they are working to fix the issue. This I do not think is the end of the world. Everybody calm down. Make sure you vote. They basically have a secure drop box. 
I actually like that better. I don't trust these digital proprietary voting machines. The code is controlled by a third party company. We can't see it. You put your ballot like if you put your ballot in that in that secure box, a Democrat and a Republican are going to sit there and stare as they pull it out and count that vote properly. So it's not the apocalypse. OK, I will I will say it is not the apocalypse. I got a couple of things that I want to highlight. We've got Blake Masters. He is leading in some of the polls in Arizona. He says, stay in line until your vote is counted. Hard to know if we're seeing incompetence or something worse. All we know right now is that the Democrats are hoping you will get discouraged and go home. Stay in line until your vote is counted. And then we have this from Harmeet Dillon, guidance for Maricopa County voters. There's two reasons I want to highlight this. The first, so y'all know what to do if you're in Maricopa. And secondly, for everyone else to know that conservatives, the anti-establishment types, many people, Republicans, they're on top of this. Just keep that in mind. Harmeet Dillon says, if you've checked in at a Maricopa County voting location where tabulators don't work, you should not leave and go to another location without casting a vote. Your provisional ballot at new location likely will not count. If you have already checked in at a Maricopa County voting location where the tabulators do not work, you can one, wait for your ballot to be tabulated on site or two, ask to use the disabled voting machine or three, leave your ballot in a box to be counted later at HQ. If you have not checked in to vote in Maricopa County and you are informed the tabulating machines are not working there, you can go vote at another site in the county. Here's a list to find a place with a small with a small line. So Harmeet Dillon on Twitter, P-N-J-A-B-A-N. That's the Twitter handle, P-N-J-A-B-A-N. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is supposed to be, but uh, she has that in her tweets. You can check in the tweets and replies and find it. She goes on, and if you are leaving your ballot in the box to be tabulated later, we have trained Republican volunteers who will follow and track the transportation of these ballots and monitor their counting. This was prearranged given prior issues in Maricopa County. Do vote. Bravo to Harmeet Dillon and the Republican watchers. Bravo because they, they planned for this. So I want to make sure nobody's freaking out that, that there, there are top men taking care of this. Top men and women, of course, Harmeet Dillon with the uh, latest information. We have this official report from 12news.com, long lines and ballot counting problems for some election day. And this is in Arizona. So I just want to make sure you all understand this is being tracked. All right. From a post millennial Maricopa County ballots so blotchy from the printer that scanner could not read them. Quote, I believe that is part of a problem of why people aren't having their ballots be read is that you have bad equipment, faulty equipment. You have machines that need to be replaced, printers that need to be replaced. Here's what I think. Yo, I think that uh, there's too many Republicans. I think that the red wave is so overwhelming and we're seeing it in the data. You ready for this one? You, you ready for this one? Check this one out. This is from freshtake.vote. The current turnout in Florida, 2.9 million Republicans to 2.1 million Democrats. The Republicans are leading in Florida by 729,000 votes. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, 
You can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. PolicyGenius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. This is crazy. And here's where it gets crazier. Now, this is all just day of data. Who knows what's going to happen? But check this out. Miami County is currently, the Republicans are currently up by about 10,000 votes in Miami-Dade, a a Democrat stronghold. Republicans are leading. Woo. By the time you watch this, those numbers may actually be a bit different. So wish I could have done a live stream on this one, but I think we're gearing up for a long live stream tonight at Timcast IRL. So let me just stress again, Republicans are leading in the safe blue Democrat stronghold. Yo, this is projecting to be uh, what's what's worse than apocalyptic. I say apocalyptic a lot. What's worse than that? What's worse than biblical? Man, I don't know. We have this tweet from Greg Price. With all the chaos that's happening in Arizona, he says, Katie Hobbs in charge of running the election in Arizona today while on the ballot for governor and 20% of the voting machines in Maricopa, the state's largest county, are not working. I'm starting to think Kerry Lake may have a point about the problems with our elections. He says, I remember in 2018 when the national press thought it was the biggest problem in the world that Brian Kemp was serving as secretary of state while on the ballot for governor in Georgia. No such concern about Katie Hobbs, especially with the problems happening in Maricopa. And I will also point out when Raffensperger was in charge of the election in 2020, yo, Trump loses. And everybody got really mad. Republicans got mad at him saying all of these problems were your fault. Now they're looking at Katie Hobbs saying all of these problems are your fault. So there you go. Now we'll see exactly how it plays out. But I like this op-ed. This one's funny. Only a fool would try to rig or steal Arizona's election now. I agree. You've got like Harmeet's talking about trained election watchers. You've got reports of just like ridiculous amounts. Do we have it right here? Ronna McDaniel, RNC attorneys have engaged in 78 lawsuits in 20 states to defend common sense laws. You've got uh, there, there are tweets coming out about ridiculous amounts of poll watchers everywhere. So you know what? Let them try. Let them try. AZ Central reports. It was awesome to watch. All the early election day activity focused on making sure the vote stays honest. Maricopi, Maricopi, Maricopa, county administrators and political leaders were giving instructions and reassurances to voters after minor irregularities began to surface, the kind that happened every election. 
On an internal chat channel at the Arizona Republic, reporters and editors were monitoring problems and sending out journalists to inspect the hotspots. Observers and lawyers from both parties were at vote centers as cameras live streamed activity. If anyone had designs on rigging the Arizona ballot, they were inviting a world of scrutiny. You'd be a fool to mess with with this mass exercise in civic renewal. When it became clear the tabulators at 20% of voting locations in Maricopa were not functioning properly. Properly, Social media began to stir. The national media began to train its eye on Arizona. Bill Gates, heck of a name, chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and County Recorder Stephen Richer, quickly went up on video across social media explaining the breakdown. Yada, yada, you get the point. They confront the myths, blah, 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 you get it. They say ballots can be Ill- Ill- uh, cast by Ill- illegitimate or ghost voters. They say there are already safeguards preventing this. Registered voters must prove identity and residency. Early ballots have a barcode tying the ballot to a registered voter. I, I, I don't know if I want to agree of everything with everything this guy is saying. My point is, you know, I agree with the general premise. Y'all are watching. Okay, legal experts are watching. We're getting ready. It would be downright insane if, if they tried to play dirty on this one. But we will see. I want to stress that I think the real issue is the GOP voter turnout is so insane, it's overwhelming their system. So there are problems there. I just, I just love this, though, for the, for the fresh take Florida data. In Miami-Dade, they're up 10,000 votes, the Republicans. That's just crazy. Let's look at state turnout. Here we go. Let's see. Do we have, it's just doing by percentages here. Well, you, you, you got it up here at the top. Uh, let's see if election results can, can net us anything uh, interesting. Now, nah, whatever. Up top, you can see it looks like the GOP lead has just dropped a little bit, but it's still at 751,000 votes. The Republicans are leading by 751,000 votes. That is uh, massive. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the latest forecast model from 538. Here we go. Take a look at this. If you've been watching my election tracking, my election coverage, then you know exactly why this is so downright insane. The other day, while I was showing off 538's forecast models, it showed Republicans winning 54 out of 100. It showed Republicans in the House winning 82. I wanted to explain that I hit refresh before recording and it went up to 55 to 80 and, eight and 83. And I said, I hit refresh before recording and it went up. I'm going to hit refresh right now. I did. And it went up again. Well, 538 has shuttered their forecast model updates. This is the final number. 538 is projecting in 100 simulated scenarios, Republicans win 59 times. And here's, here's, here's the deal, my friends. Democrats need only a 50-50 Senate because they have the tiebreaker with Kamala Harris. That means Republicans need to win at least 51 seats. They need a net gain. In majority of circumstances, they got it. Here's where it gets crazy. In two scenarios out of the 100, Republicans win 56. I say Democrats, Republicans need 51 seats. In two scenarios out of 100, Republicans need, I'm sorry, Republicans get 56 seats. So that's a, a one in 50 chance. Let's hope we're in that bracket. Two out of 100 result in 56 seats. Two out of 100 result in 55. So you technically got a one in 25 chance they're going to get 55 or greater. 
I think it's 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 I think it's looking really really good. Now over in the in the house, this one's this one's actually just really funny. They actually have a one percent chance Republicans get two hundred and sixty seats in the house. Ah, here's fingers crossed, man. Here's hoping. Let's 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 carry forward. See where we're at in the battle for the Senate. Real Clear Politics has adjusted their projection, dropping Republicans from 54 to 53. Now, this this was their uh, initially a few weeks ago. They said Republicans would end up with 53 seats in the Senate. But then New Hampshire flickered red for a little bit and they thought it was going to go Republican. They've changed it back and we're looking at 53 Republican seats in the Senate after this. We also have the governor's races. They did have for a while, I believe it was Oregon as Republican. But now with the latest polls, they're projecting it's going to be 30 Republican states to 20 Democrat states. I want you to keep this in mind, though, my friends. The polls have been historically wrong. And there is a very strong possibility that what we end up seeing is a blowout to destroy all morale. Here's what I want you to do. You know, by the time you're watching this, it's going to be late in the day. I hope you've gone out and voted. Bring your friends. Call everyone you can. Make sure everyone you know voted. Because if the Democrats are shown what the American people really think about their policies, it may shatter the cult. This is an opportunity. If the Democrats lose so resoundingly on the policies, uh, uh, well, they, they lack thereof, on the, on the issues of January 6th, and limitless abortion and sex changes for kids, it will force them to say either we drop these things or we never win again. I say, you know what, Democrats, I hope they don't learn their lesson. They'll just keep losing. And then at the very least, we're going to have moderate Republican, libertarian, MAGA, etc. versus establishment. And that's better than uniparty versus semi-uniparty. I'd love to see the two parties be the Republicans who then split, forming moderate America first Republicans and establishment neocon shills, because then we will start the process of taking things back. There was a blood moon this morning, and I won't stop bringing it up. The next election blood moon won't be until 2349. Donald Trump was born on the day of a blood moon, and a blood moon happened yesterday. That one's interesting. I'll say that. Donald Trump, of course, uh, announcing he's going to be announcing on the 15th. He said it's a big announcement on the 15th. We will see. We will see. It's fool's gold. CNN commentator Van Jones slams Democrats for wasting time stoking fear over severe threats to democracy and not focusing on the economy. Yeah, he's right. And that's and that's it. And I say, you know what? Let them do it. Let them scream about drag queens in schools. Look, some woman went out and she was like, I say a drag queen in every school. Not kidding. Google it. It's crazy. I'm pretty sure the American people aren't super concerned about that as an issue. And I mean this. Look, they're not concerned about pushing it. But many parents are voting on these schools being weird and crazy, and they don't like what their kids are seeing. With that and the election of Glenn Youngkin, You would think Democrats would desperately try to distance themselves from this. But you know what? Elon Musk is trying to save them from themselves by enforcing the rules against these left insane people. It's actually going to help them. The way I often described it is you see you see a woman 
and she's holding the hands of two children. One child is clean cut and looks very nice and handsome with his hair to the side, wearing a little sweater vest. The other kid covered in mud, messy hair with ice cream all over his face. And you look at the, the crazy looking kid and you're like, that kid's got problems. You look at the other kid and I'm like, well, he looks well adjusted. The only thing is, what you don't know is, is that the mother is very strict with the kid with the, who's looking really nice and doesn't care at all about the kid who's acting a fool and covered in mud and ice cream. You see, the Democrats are allowed to say whatever they want on Twitter without being banned. So what happens is when they break the rules, they get a pass. This means that the leftist community on, on Twitter will continually push the most insane racist ideas and, and just woke insanity. And Twitter won't enforce rules against them. Thus, to average people, they look wild and crazy and covered in mud. The other kid looks all clean cut. Why? Because Twitter bans and purges anyone who even steps near the line. So many people have been falsely banned. Like James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, they were banned under dubious pretenses. They have tried to make Republicans and the right, you know, uh, operate within this very narrow line. What they've done is they've gone to the one child, straightened their hair, put on the nice clothes, kept them clean and forbid them from playing in mud. The other kid, they say, do whatever you want, kid. So Elon Musk taking over him enforcing the rules. It's actually going to benefit the left. They just don't realize it. Here's what happens. Democrats seeing the prominent conversations on Twitter march in lockstep, espousing psychotic positions, a drag queen for every school, they scream. And regular people are just like, huh? How is that going to bring my gas prices down? It's not. It it won't. But Democrats don't seem to learn. And Van Jones can scream into the wind all he wants. It ain't going to change anything. Joe Biden is a liar. And that's obvious to everybody. This may have a big impact here. Biden earns a bottomless Pinocchio rating from the Washington Post for series of debunked and misleading claims on gas prices, Social Security and Xi Jinping. Even the Washington Post has had to come out and say the dude just won't stop lying. He won't stop lying, my friends. He won't. But you can always count on the uh, celebrities to come out. Mark Ruffalo. Check out this video with fellow New Yorkers, Marissa Tomei, Julianne Moore, and John Leguizamo, and make a plan to vote tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Run, don't walk to vote for Governor Hochul. It's going to be close and your vote counts. Amazing. The video really is amazing. I'll play it for Happy you. Happy fall, New Yorkers. It's that time for sweaters, empire apples, and voting. And as much as we love all things orange, we do not love Trump puppet and Republican candidate for governor, Lee Zeldin. Why? We need your help to keep our state blue Why? by turning out and voting for Kathy Hochul. Right now, the polls are close and she could lose if turnout for Democrats is low. Pause. What's wrong with that? Tell me why you want Hochul to actually win. That's why we're uniting New Yorkers like you for Governor Hochul. She's the leader we need. Why? Committed to protecting reproductive health, equality, the environment, and the economy. And she's upheld the most equitable marijuana legalization in the country. Give it and there it is. 
That's the only issue she's presented so far. But let's be fair and keep those watching. Those who suffered the most under racist laws, the ability to benefit. Zeldin is a disaster, an extremist, a threat to our rights. He's anti-choice, wants to ban abortions. His idea of fighting crime is to harm everyone. He's on record saying he'll frack our beautiful state without a care in the world for our drinking water or our air, and it'll prevent New York State from leading the nation on progressive marijuana <laughs> policy. There it is again. Did I also mention that he supported Trump's insurrection on <gasps> January 6th? New York, we cannot go backwards. We need a big blue wave to win. Vote win this what? Tuesday, November 8th. The polls marijuana? are open from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m. And let's make this a family fair. Please bring two or three people you know to really turn out the vote. Go to kathyhokel.com to find out where to vote. So uh, I'll just uh, say this. They're all technically right. I respect it. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Look. Saying things like the leader we need, reproductive health. Okay, so we get an abortion. But saying equality, environment, economy, they're not actually telling me anything. I don't know what that's all about. Then they go on and say marijuana reform. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I like that. But that's not really my biggest concern right now because I'm really worried about, you know, like gas prices. And how about crime when people are being pushed in front of subway trains? Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of what's going on in New York. And that's why I left New York after living there for about five years. And uh, I used to really love the city. It's crazy. I lived there for a long time and I had to get out because of the crime. That's a fact. I lived on Myrtle and Nostrand. Look it up. I believe it was Tompkins, which is about one block over where a black nationalist executed two cops. I look out my window. My whole street is blocked off. I decided to get out and move to the Jersey side. Then bombs were planted in the Jersey side and in New York. And I said, I just can't be here, man. This is crazy. There's no real benefit with the internet. We can work for anywhere. I got to go. And they're still not solving the problem. But let me point out a few things. John Languizamo. Let's let's go back and see what he had to say one more time. He's a disaster, an extremist, a threat to our rights. He's anti-choice, wants to ban abortions. He wants to ban abortions. Tell me exactly what that means. Because when I see Democrats, I see them outright defending laws that have limitless abortion. They make up excuses as to why they should be able to board a baby at nine months. And I'm like, okay, bro, I understand that, you know, uh, there may be circumstances where the woman's health is at at risk or something like that. But you you can't explain to me why a baby could be viable. It could survive outside the womb and then you choose to kill it. 
with the machine and all that weird stuff. They've never explained that. They just say outright, we should be able to get abortions. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not being specific enough. He's pro-gun. Well, I like that. He says his idea of fighting crime is to arm everyone. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so that's a plus. His idea of fighting crime is to arm everyone. He's on record saying he'll frack our beautiful state Uh without a Mm -hmm. care in the world for our drinking water. No, he's not. That's insane. Ain't no politicians coming out and being like, I'm going to frack and pollute all your drinking water. We had Mastriano on the show and he says, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. We're going to have barriers to prevent any of the frack fluid from getting in the water. We don't want it to happen, but we need energy. We do. So what's their real, their real pitch? And it'll prevent New York State from leading the nation on progressive marijuana policy. Okay, well, look, I don't know a whole lot about marijuana policy, but bro, I, like you're saying he doesn't want the fracking to happen. That's actually an energy policy that'll get my gas costs down, my fuel costs down. So let me put it this way. They say also this. mentioned that he supported Trump's insurrection on January <laughs> 6th. Know that one matters. New York, we cannot go backwards. Agreed. We need a big blue wave to win. Agreed. You do need a big blue wave to win. Vote this Tuesday, November 8th. The polls are open from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m. Yes. Let this message resonate to each and every person who opposes Democrats the exact same. You heard exactly what they said and what they believe in. And they're reminding you the polls are open from 6 to 9 p.m. So, yes, listen to Marissa Tomei and go vote. Just vote against these lunatics and vote for Lee Zeldin. And then polls are open from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m. And let's make this a family affair. Please bring two or three people, you know, to really turn out the vote. Go to Kathy. So the Democrats are going to bring two or three people to go vote. Okay, why don't you guys bring four or five people? Or three or four. Let's say just get even to plus one. Bring four people with you to go vote. When I was younger, my family brought me to go vote. They said, you know, we, we, were, we were grabbing food and they said, we're going to go vote after we eat. And then I was like, okay. And I was like, who should I vote for? And they're like, just vote Democrat down ticket. That's what they told me. And so I did. I would never do that again. I would never do that again. I expect that when you bring your family members to vote, you will tell them exactly why they're voting for the person they are. And it's not just going to be because Kathy Hochul is bad. It's going to be because Lee Zeldin is good. And you're going to explain positions that you think are good. Notably, gun rights is a huge one for me. How about that? How about crime? Two big issues right away, right at the top of my head. You're in New York. You say, guys, if we vote for Zeldin, you're going to have a Democrat in New York City and a governor in, in, at, uh, at the state level. And that means there's going to be some balance of power. You will get some pushback to the policies enacted by Democrats in the city and potentially help stop the crime. Elon Musk put it simply. He said, there's a Democrat in the White House. We should have Republicans in Congress, Congress to balance power. It's a fair point. Donald Trump has made his point. Trump votes for Florida Governor DeSantis as he's seen with Melania for the first time since Ivana's funeral, says he looks forward to his own Mar-a-Lago announcement next week. So Donald Trump, he called Ron DeSantis desanctimonious at a campaign rally, but then came out and said he was voting for him. Here's what I think. I think Trump is threatened by Ron DeSantis running for office. Trump wants to be president. DeSantis is widely popular. DeSantis probably will not be a VP. However, Trump also knows that DeSantis is up 15 points and Trump calling him that probably won't have an impact, but he wants to set himself apart from him. I think it was a mistake. He shouldn't be ragging on DeSantis right now. He can rag on him after this. He should be coming out and being like, everybody, please go vote for Ron DeSantis. So he came out. Someone yelled, did you vote for DeSantis? And he says, yes, I did. 
And now he's he's apparently uh, got a big announcement. I'm really excited for that announcement. Look, there ain't no way I'm voting for Democrats. No way. I think Donald Trump's got a lot of problems. I think he said a lot of things talking about jailing journalists. I don't like that stuff at all. But this is a guy who wouldn't even call in the military to shut down the riots. I have no fear of him as some fascist authoritarian. That is insane. Anybody who's been paying attention knows exactly this. And I'll tell you, you know, we had Owen Cook on the show last night. He said, the reason these lefties won't come on your show is because you're a scary person to debate. And I'm like, I don't debate people. I'll talk. And he's like, yeah, well, like he said, I'm, I'm, I'm an expert on some things. I'd be scared to debate the things I do know about. People who want to come on and lie about Donald Trump. You can come to me and say you think he's a potty mouth. I'll be like, yeah, that's true. You can come to me and say that he's talking about jailing journalists and, and he joked about body slamming one. I'm like, mm, yeah, he did. I don't like those things either. Yeah, and? And then you're going to try and defend Joe Biden or Democrats? Bro, I will go all day and night about all the problems from Democrats. And then I'll tell you exactly why I think Donald Trump is good. I had a Republican recently tell me, conservative, they were like, I don't like him pwning up to North Korea. And I was like, what do you mean? It was fantastic. Listen, Donald Trump worked on peace. Perfect? No. I have these lefty channels, you know, ragging on me. They're like, Tim thinks Trump is the greatest president of our lifetime. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Name one better. I didn't say he was good. I said he was the best. There's a difference. A good president does a good job. The best president does better than all the other presidents. So you want to come at me and tell me what a better president than Trump? By all means, please do so. I ain't seeing it. Ladies and gentlemen, go vote. Next show's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Or maybe we go live earlier. I think we might go live at 6 p.m. Just hang out. We got burgers. We'll be in another room. It'll be very, very informal. And we're just going to have this stream going all night until maybe midnight or later. It's going to be fun on a bun. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up then. Go to Timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. This morning, we saw the blood moon. The next election blood moon won't be until the year 2349. The Incans and the Mesopotamians believed that the blood moon was prophetic, an omen signifying the death and overthrow of the king. And so the day begins. This image is truly amazing. Uh, The blood moon seen over the capital. We can only wait and see. And dirty games, of course, are afoot. And there's already distrust between the two political factions. I I know there's more, but the umbrella factions of those who would vote Democrat or Republican. My question for you, why have you not gone to vote yet? Now, I'm sure most of you are saying like, dude, it's like 10 a.m. Come on, like I'm going, I'm going at noon. Go vote. I'm seeing photos of people in small towns and there are lines out the door. Voter turnout is expected to be massive. And it may suck, but you may be in line for a while. Now, they often say don't leave if you're in line because they have to take your votes. I got questions. I got concerns. Take a look at this. Fetterman campaign sues Pennsylvania election officials to have ballots without dates and incorrect dates counted. Yo, that's uh, ballots that are uh, not like legit. You know what I mean? Like they may be real ballots. maybe for somebody, but they do not conform to the requirements to be counted. And the reason we have those requirements is to prevent fraud. And so I see stories like this. I mean, and there, there's, it, there's the story for you. Fetterman, they want, to, they want to count bad ballots. Fine. And then you see this. Quote, that's how this is supposed to work. 
White House press secretary reiterates Biden's warning of delayed election results. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. Sure does. And there's a lot to say about this. But um, I have a question. I have, I have a question for all of you. Serious question for anybody. Hopefully some leftists can give me some answers. Why is it that Democrats are favored in early and absentee voting and Republicans are not? I'm not quite sure I understand. If Republican voters tend to be older, you'd think you'd see more early and absentee or mail-in voting from, from Republicans because they're older. What about political ideology results in one group voting by mail and voting early and one group not? I don't see the logic there. I mean, it, it, maybe uh, Democrats are lazy. Like, yeah, there you go. So they're like, eh, just fill it out and send it in. And that's why Democrats are so hell bent on getting mail-in voting. Or, you know, I'm sure a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of hypotheses and theories as to why that is. But I'm sorry, I just don't I don't quite understand because you know, Republican voters tend to be older and older people are the ones they say need assistance and it's harder to get to the polls, it's harder to drive. And so mail-in voting helps them. But it's Democrats who vote by mail. Old Republicans actually show up in person. Why? I don't know. From TimCast.com, here's the story. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said delays in election results were how this is supposed to work during a Monday press conference. Now, you may remember in 2018, they were saying blue wave. And I was looking at polls and I said, I don't think we're going to see a blue wave. And then I actually thought Republicans were going to do really, really well. And I was wrong. The thing is, on election day, there was no blue wave. That was it. You know, Republicans lost a bit and it was like, oh, well, look at that. Like Democrats did end up winning, but not by that much. So no blue wave, just some pushback. And then as the weeks rolled by, all of a sudden there, were a, there was a major shift, a blue shift, they called it. And all these Democrats were now had won. And I'm like, wait, what happened? Like mail-in votes came in after the fact, like came in and they were counted later. And then all of a sudden the, the tallies changed. That seemed really weird to me. It seemed weird to me because, you know, I've been following elections for a while and Maybe I just didn't realize that's how they did it, huh? Well, whatever the reason is, I think it's unconstitutional and should be challenged in court and shut down immediately. Election day, period. Now, there, now there's, there's, we'll, we'll talk about this, but let's read this story and then, and then we'll talk about this because I got the, the law pulled up here. One reporter asked John Pierre during the briefing if President Biden planned on addressing election results on election day or the following Wednesday. Jean-Pierre said the president was expected to publicly address the election the following day, though did not have further details. It took two weeks to call every state, Jean-Pierre said in reference to the 2020 presidential election before reiterating previous remarks from Biden. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. Why? Why? They count the other ballots in real time, but not these. How, and how do we have the data on them already? Right. I mean, data's come out being like, here's how many votes have come in from Democrats. OK. The press secretary echoed Biden's Wednesday speech in Union Station, in which the president preemptively said Americans must be patient about receiving election results. We may not know all the winners of the election for a few days. She said it takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how it's supposed to work. Le legitimate. John Fetterman's trying to argue that ballots that are not legitimate be counted, that they be made legitimate, but they don't conform to the election law. Hmm. How about that? 
It's important for us to be patient while votes are being counted. Jean-Pierre continued, I think it's important just to remind folks that some to just remind folks that something that people should be mindful of as well. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we get it. We're already seeing the reporting from ABC and other sources that a red mirage is coming. That on election day, we're going to see Republicans are, have won. And then within the next several weeks, we're going to realize it actually isn't true. Okay, well, that's a problem. Period. For several reasons. If people don't have confidence in the election, then there may not as well, there, there, there may not, you, you, you don't need to have one, I guess. Because no one's going to trust the results. Democrats won't, Republicans won't. What's the point? We need a sound system. And this clearly ain't it. Coming out and saying, well, we don't count the ballots until after election day anyway. It's like, no, 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 that's not an answer. We need to change that system then. We need to fix that. You want to do mail-in voting and absentee? Fine, whatever. I actually think all of it is unconstitutional. Let me tell you what I think. I think people should have to get up and go vote. I think that people should have to want to get up and go vote. And I think it shouldn't be so easy that you get a letter in the mail, you stamp it and send it back. No, 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 no. I don't think you should be a a, a white landed gentry in order to vote. That's ridiculous. I think everybody should be allowed to vote, but you have to at least try. We don't want lowest common denominator votes. Maybe the Democrats do. As a society, it should be on a scale of one to 100. The difficulty in voting should be maybe a 20. A 20, like it should be easy, but it should be a little bit of effort. Like you have to get up and walk to the polling station. I don't think that's too much to ask. But that means people who don't know and don't care and can't be bothered won't do it. That minor, minor hurdle will keep people who don't care from plaguing the system. Democrats say everyone should vote no matter what. It's like, so what? Then you have a bunch of people who are like, I don't even know who Joe Biden is. Whatever, man, here's your here's the vote. It's like, no, no, you're, they're not voting for anything. We what we really want are people of sound mind to and principle and responsibility to be like, I think this is what the society needs. We want to make it better. We want to improve people's lives. But if you're getting a bunch of people who don't know and don't care to vote, the system is basically being bogged down by people who don't care. That's a problem, isn't it? We can't function that way. Here we go. You ready for this? From Cornell Law School to U.S. Code 7. The Tuesday next after the first Monday in November in every even numbered year is established as the day for the election in each of the states and territories of the United States of representatives and delegates to the Congress commencing on the third day of of January next thereafter. Day for the election. I found that phrasing to be quite interesting. Day for the election. It doesn't say of the election, it says for the election. And that, in my view, means the election should be concluded on this day. When you have an election, you are not having a vote. You are having a determination. If it was the day of the vote for the election, that'd be a different thing here. But this is a day for the election, meaning on this day, we shall have elected people to represent us. But now they're saying, well, the election is happening, but the results won't come in for a while. No, 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 no. The election happens today. We should know today who we elected. This is a new phenomenon. Now, I will fully admit it's not all about schemes 
to be completely honest. Some people think it's, you know, it's look at this. This is from March 3rd, 1875. It's amazing. And then there was change June 5th, 1934, blah, blah, blah. Some people think this is indicative of fraud. I'm not saying that. Not at all. I'm, I, I think it's a problem regardless. And either way, we should have an election day. Just a day, not a week, not a month. Now, here's, here's the issue uh, I see. Population density. What do we do? Maybe we need more voting locations, more polling locations. That may be the only way to handle this. Simple solution. More polling places because there's more people. It seems like population growth is a very serious challenge in a constitutional republic. It used to be that uh, I think it was 35,000. That's how many people per member of Congress. And there was an amendment proposed that they would keep expanding seats in Congress with the amount of people. And they decided not to, locking it in at uh, 435 and then 100 senators. And then you have three voting delegates for the Electoral College out of uh, Washington, D.C. So 435, which means in this country, for every 775,000 people, there's one rep. Yeah, it don't make sense. Sorry, that's just reality. You cannot expect adequate representation if that's the case. And so what we end up seeing from a, from a system like this is that you're going to have people in New York. You've got 20 some odd percent Republicans there who are not represented at all. You know, that's a problem. If minority representation doesn't exist, eventually it collapse. It, it will collapse. I'm not going to pretend to have all the solutions because I don't think having like 7,000 members of Congress solves the problem. That would just be insane. But population growth is something we didn't expect. They didn't think there'd be this many people. They seriously didn't understand the, 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 the expansion of uh, the, the, it's the oil revolution, I guess. Once humans tapped into petroleum as a fuel resource, population exploded like crazy. The industrial revolution, all of a sudden we had tons of energy just readily available, converting it into food, eating, making more people, a lot of people. Now, I certainly am not of the mind of Bill Gates, who thinks that there's too many people. I actually agree with Elon Musk. There's not enough. The issue, however, is technological advancement, and it's actually civic advancement. You ever play Civilization, the video game? Amazing game. It's not just about technology. The advancements you make are also in terms of societal function. And certainly the system created by the founding fathers in this country is not the end-all be-all of good governance. I'm not sure what the solution is, and I think they did a fantastic job thus far. We want to retain all of the best parts of it. But there's probably grounds for civic development to find better ways we can. We can do it. Now, I certainly think we need to start getting off this planet. Hopefully Elon Musk gets us to Mars, though we're very behind schedule on that one. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. 
That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I think there's not enough people. One of the problems we have is cultural. Of the people we do have, they're not doing enough. A lot of people do things that are kind of irrelevant to human expansion and civilization. Writing articles about Brad Pitt's junk, for instance. Thanks, Vice. Thanks, BuzzFeed. No, we don't really need it, do we? But we do need some entertainment and social development, so that's fine. But there are a lot of people who are not contributing. So I would say the first thing we need in this, co- in this country, in this planet, is more specialty jobs that actually contribute to technolo- technological advancement and human expansion. For the time being, it seems we have many people who aren't doing that. And maybe that's Bill Gates's mindset. That's why he's so dead set on being active in Africa and talking about how he wants to reduce African population because he does not value those people. Yeah, I think that's disgusting. And I think each and every person on this planet has something to offer. I don't think race is the determinant factor in whether or not someone can be a great person who can help advance human civilization. Unlike Bill Gates, I guess. Whatever. He can believe whatever he wants, but he's kind of scary. We'll see. Here's what you get from Democrats, so pay attention. Quote, there is strategic ways to do it, not to raise the flag. Undercover video catches wife of Colorado senator saying Dems are quietly defunding the police and admitting the Inflation Reduction Act is really a health and climate bill. That's what you get. Lying, cheating, and stealing. There's an undercover video, excuse me, of uh, these people going to some Republican guy, and they're like, we got to get pardons for January 6th. And he's like, we do, but we got to win the White House first. And they're like, oh, we got them. And it's just like, yeah, but we, that's, that's public. Like, that's not a secret. Like, the Republicans are outright calling for this. It, you don't need an undercover camera. You can walk up as a Democrat and be like, hey, you're a Republican. Do you want to, do you want a pardon of the January 6th guys? They're going to be like, yes, I do. It's like, oh, okay. You don't need an undercover. Like, the undercover thing was to make it seem like we caught them. This, mm, this is actually catching them. I think Democrats are evil people. I really do. It used to be this idea that conservatives thought uh, Republicans were just, I'm sorry, Democrats were ignorant and Democrats thought Republicans were evil. Well, maybe that shift happened and now it's the other way around. I don't know. No, I think Democrats definitely think Republicans are evil. I think they're fascists. But now I think they're definitely evil. Of course, I think the banality of evil exists within many of these ignorant Democrat voters. I watched a video from Billboard Chris. You guys know Billboard Chris? He wears the the little board, sandwich board that says children cannot consent to puberty blockers. And some guy started screaming, you're, you're brainwashed, you're brainwashed, F you, F you, F you, F you, F you, over and over again. And he says, how am I brainwashed? What do I, what do I have wrong? And the guy just kept saying, F you, F you. And I'm like, imagine being someone who can't actually answer a question, who can't hold a conversation or articulate any thoughts, accusing other people of being brainwashed. This is what the Democrats are counting on. They're counting on low information voters, lazy, passive voters, uninterested voters. And that's why they want 16 year olds to vote. 16-year-olds, they want to know why? Because they don't know anything. Look, there are many smart 16-year-olds. And, um, you know, certainly when I was younger, there were many things that I knew more than old, my older peers. There are also many really dumb 16-year-olds, and there is a tendency towards that. I think 18 makes sense. You're a legal adult. Now you can go vote. Used to be 21 until uh, some relatively recently. The Democrats rely on people who don't know what they're talking about. They lie to them because they don't want you to know what, what, what is really going on behind the scenes. 
And here's your proof. So here's what I can say to you, my friends. Civil war, I guess. Oh, there, you know, get, 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 get your drinking started early, I guess. But I'll, I'll tell you, when ABC News comes out and says the red mirage is coming again, you know what that means. Dave Smith said, you know, he tweeted this. He can't shake this unnerving feeling that Biden came out and said there's going to be election deniers and you have to accept the results. Why would he say that? And why are they running articles talking about a red mirage? Every poll suggests and and, an historical trend suggests Democrats should get wiped out of Congress. So they're coming out and saying all this weird, creepy stuff. Yeah. And so I don't I don't I I don't know what I can tell you, man. I can tell you that um, no matter what happens, no one will accept the results. That's it. So maybe the blood moon doesn't mean the overthrow of the king in the way you hope it does. The blood moon this morning in these photos, they're, they're really ominous and um, ominous. Uh, I, I love I love root words. I, I love exploring words. A lot of people don't think about this stuff. You know, they think ominous just means like uh, dark foreboding. No, no, no. Omen means ominous means uh, 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 of or relating to omens. So when you're saying ominous, uh, omens are not all bad. There can be good omens and bad omens. But ominous colloquially now just means some, uh, signifying a, a dark thing coming. It is ominous, but it could be a good thing. It is of omens, an omen, a sign, a symbol, prophecy, prophetic. The blood moon signified to some war that blood would come. Some thought that it, uh, the Incans and the Mesopotamians, there was the overthrow of the king. But what does that mean? Does this mean that there will be a great red wave and we will vote? Or does it mean something darker, that a civil war could start? The next full lunar eclipse won't be for three years, but when's the next blood moon? I don't know. I can tell you one interesting fact. The next blood moon election isn't until 2349. I mentioned that. So we are truly experiencing a very rare day. It should get very interesting. Maybe it'll be uneventful. I don't know. I'd, I'd appreciate uneventful. Republicans end up winning. It's within the margins everyone thought it was going to be. They say, OK, well, there you go. We're going to have pizza and wings and sandwiches. We're going to be cooking, uh, cooking out all day here at the Cast Castle, watching the news live and then uh, doing an extended live show hangout. I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm also fairly worried because it's election day, my friends. It's election day. It is, it is worrying that violence may break out, and I certainly hope it does not. But I can't say uh, it won't be interesting, because it's already interesting. I woke up extra early this morning to go and take a look at the blood moon. Truly a, a, a sight to behold, I'll tell you, man. I don't know what it means, but, it's, but it is fun, isn't it? That we wake up on this day. And there is a blood moon lunar eclipse. I don't know, man. What do you think? We're going to see a lot of what we saw with Fetterman. Suing to get these un undated or improperly dated ballots. And you know what the problem is? That's overt and that's procedure. And we may say, see them get counted. And that the ballots may be real, but they don't comport to the law. They should be rejected. The left would argue Democrats. But if people really wanted that vote to count, it should count. 
And the right would argue we need election integrity to to make sure the system is functioning properly. Look, you can put weird crap in your car and make it drive. And you say, but a car should drive. And And I argue there should be restrictions. That's it. It should not just be a a pure democracy. There should be restrictions like you have to have a date and a signature. That's not too much to ask. I hope you're ready for today, my friends. Please go vote. You have to. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It's an interesting article on Election Day. A man who says that he often votes Democrats or left of that will not be voting today. I disagree. I disagree. But his his reasoning is very, very interesting. He basically talks about election denialism on both sides, but the lies from the Democratic Party. He's not going to be voting. And I want to read a bit and and comment on on his his, his uh, ideas here. But I want to point out, you need to go vote. And I would say this to Matt Bivens, who's saying he won't go vote. You need to go vote. But I guess the issue is he doesn't want to vote for a corrupt, broken Democrat. And he doesn't want to vote for Republicans because he didn't agree with them, perhaps. I would only argue, my friend, there's other people you can vote for. But I suppose if someone chooses not to vote, that's the same as them choosing to vote. They're making their voice heard. And for this Democrat individual saying they won't vote, they want people to hear what they have to say as to why they will not. Now, this lost vote for Democrats is a victory for Republicans. Stay, uh, someone who is a Democrat, who normally votes Democrat, who decides not to, benefits Republicans. Not so much as if he went out and actually voted for Republicans, but I'm willing to bet there are many Democrats who believe exactly this. I want to show you Matt Bivens' uh, article and, and comment on it. He writes, why I won't vote tomorrow. I often vote Democrat or left of that, not this time. He starts by saying, Joe Biden made his pitch for why to vote for his side. Apparently, it's because the other side encourages political violence and doesn't accept the results of elections. Democracy is on the ballot, the president told us a few days ago, in what was billed as a major national address. The New York Times headlined it thus, Biden warns that big lie Republicans imperil American democracy. In a primetime address, President Biden condemned election violence and voter intimidation just days before Tuesday's midterm elections. It's funny. The Democrats act like they are unique, but they rely on your ignorance. They all denied the election in 2016. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Right now on Twitter, there's a big goings on with Elon Musk. There are people who are coming out and this, I kid you not, this is how hilarious it is. They're like, allowing anyone to be verified is bad because then, then people who are verified will impersonate other people and Elon will let them do it. So, To prove their point, they started changing their names to Elon Musk, and then they got banned because that's never been allowed. Now they're saying, why was I banned? It was just a joke. It was parody. So let's let's slow it down. They say verification for anyone is bad because it will allow impersonation. Twitter never allowed impersonation and bans them. Now they're complaining they should be allowed to impersonate. You see the point? We cannot take these people seriously. We have to just basically ignore them because there's no principle. There's no rhyme or reason. It's chaos. It's destruction. It's drama. It's power. It's insanity. 
I'm not saying Republicans are offering much more. So I understand what this guy's saying. I just feel a little off when he's like, I'm not going to vote. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Fine. You know, that's your choice. If you don't want to, I'll tell you this. If you don't vote, Democrats win. Now I'm going to read more, but I want to do, I want to give a shout out to our new song because we really do need your support on this one. Head over to losingmymind.com. Purchase our latest song, Genocide, Losing My Mind by Tim Cast. We, uh, we hit number one on iTunes for Friday and Saturday, displacing Taylor Swift. We've dropped down quite a bit. They're big and they're famous. And we don't have the industry support these other bands do. A lot of these bands, the reason their songs do so well is they instantly get placed in Spotify, Pandora, and all these big companies, uh, these big streaming services that, that instantly start sh- shelling out those songs. It's the radio. We don't have that. We need word of mouth. We need you guys. If, if our songs do well, they will have to start putting us in these rotations. So we're hoping that we can smash into the Billboard Hot 100, but we need your help to do it. Head over to losingmymind.com. You can buy the song on iTunes, Amazon. I think we're, we're number two on Amazon now. We are number one bestseller for the entire weekend. Seriously, guys, thank you so much. And listen to the song on YouTube. But let's, let's get back to the election. Quote, as I stand here today, there are candidates running for every level of office in America for governor, Congress, attorney general, secretary of state who won't commit. They will not commit to accepting the results of the election that they are running in. This is the path to chaos in America. It's unprecedented. It's unlawful and it's un-American. We are indeed on a path to chaos. Each of and, and uh, this is off this and end quote. Now we'll read more from from Bivens. We are indeed on a path to chaos. Each of our national political parties both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party will continue to wallow in feverish conspiracy theories about the election getting stolen, even as each tries to steal it rather than convince anyone of anything. Full stop. Wrong. This is the most important element that I want to address. I am not a Republican. I have historically not voted Republican. I voted a handful of times, not even a handful of three, and for Democrats. And it was rather passive. Don't like the Democratic Party, but come from a left-leaning liberal Democrat kind of family. And then only in 2020 did, decide, did I decide to vote Republican. Now, I certainly don't like Trump and many of these people screaming fraud nonstop. I certainly think there are questions about procedure and policy. Fetterman right now is suing to get ballots instated that are not, that are not comporting to law. There's procedure issues. Democrats like ballot harvesting. Yeah, well, in 39 states, ballot harvesting is allowed. If you don't like the procedures, then we've got an issue. I think politics, it's dirty. It's supposed to be about the will of the people, but it ends up becoming about who can, who can push the boundaries of the rules and, and do what they can to get as many votes as possible. Republicans are pathetic. They do not engage in this stuff. Anyone saying otherwise is lying. They come out and they say, what are you talking about? Republicans trying to purge voter rolls. Oh yeah, purge voter rolls. Inactive voters getting removed. That's cheated. No, because people die and you want to have voter integrity. Having a basic layer of security is not cheating. So they say the Republicans do this. There are some, but it's the it's the exception versus the rule. On the Republican side, you have the establishment uniparty trash. You also have a bunch of, you know, about half, maybe MAGA Republicans, people willing to vote against things like garbage wars or, uh, you know, modern monetary policy type policies mass printing of money. The Democrats are marching in lockstep. What, what, do you, what do you get when you vote for AOC? More funding for war? At least I know there are some Republicans I can vote for who will say no to that stuff. The Democrats are constantly trying to change the rules. 
And they've been consistently screaming the elections are stolen. I'll put it this way. If you have two group, if you have two people and one guy wins a race and the other guy screams he cheated the whole time, then another race is held. The the guy who screamed cheater nonstop the first time demands rules be changed and then he wins. And so the other guy says, that's not fair. He changed all the rules. Yo, come on. By all means, I think it's fair to call out Republicans and Trump who scream the craziest election schemes, Venezuela and Germany and shootouts and servers and space and all that stuff. We know there was one guy who was arrested because he had voter data in China, Chinese servers. I get it. Bad things do happen. But the reality is what Republicans have been have been missing. Many of these people have been claiming fraud, the, the, the you know, the Q people or whatever. Yeah, Democrats tricked you and it's, it's and it's worked. I remember seeing that video of a guy in Georgia being like, what's the point of voting? Oh, it's rigged. And then the Democrats took the Senate because people lost faith. It's voter suppression. No, no. I'll tell you what Democrats did. Democrats do ballot harvesting. They do it. It's a fact. The media will tell you it's a conspiracy. No, 26 states have ballot harvesting with limits and 13 have no issues whatsoever. There's not even a law in the books about it. At least that's, you know, we were reading, we were reading about the laws on IRL and that's what we pulled up. And there's a handful of states that make it illegal. Most states, 26, there's restrictions, meaning you can only do it if you're a registered agent or if it's like three or more and they're from your family or household. But many states, people walk up with a bundle and just dump them in because they can. Democrats play the, the best game possible. Republicans get up and say, we got to make sure that we get every vote we can. Democrats go, we're going to go find every vote we can. We are going to do everything in our power, go knock on doors. And this is what I mean. Democrats go and knock on doors all day and Republicans have a harder time of doing it because Republicans are in rural areas. Anyway, let's read more. He says each will refuse to concede defeat when an election is close. At a time of rising political violence, if things don't go their way, each will encourage its angry and more unhinged constituents to go postal. No, they won't, dude. You see, this is why you vote Democrat, but I'm glad to see you've woken up as to their problems. The Republicans are not encouraging violence. Plain and simple, they're not. Some may be, but the overwhelming majority are not. The most prominent conservative voices are not advocating for this stuff. He writes, just two years ago, heading into the Donald Trump-Joe Biden election of 2020, the Democrats were sounding the alarm that if Trump were to lose the vote, he might cling to power through violence. Blah, blah, blah. Then you end up with January 6. He says it wasn't pretty. Yet even as Democrats moaned in 2020 that Trump and his Republicans might not concede, they were loudly declaring their own intention not to concede if Biden and his Democrats lost. Isn't that funny? Quote, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances, said Hillary Clinton. Under any circumstances. That anti-police rioting was downplayed by the Democrats and loyal media, much as the January 6th Capitol riots are downplayed by the Republicans. Fair point. Fine. I, I think... I think, I don't know, billions of dollars in damage across the country. I think seeing uh, the White House have the barricades torn down, a guard post on fire, St. John's Church on fire, and the president pushed it into the bunker, substantially worse. January 6th was bad. But you need to understand, my dude, why are Republicans angry? Because Democrats in 2016 refused to accept, to accept the results of the election, launched the Russiagate hoax, and jammed up Trump's presidency. Why did January 6th happen in the first place? Because of that and because of the George Floyd riots. Republicans are reacting. Democrats are instigating. It's all bad. Don't get me wrong. 
Clinton's under no circumstances defiance expanded on televised on a televised address to the Democratic National Convention a week prior in which she'd warned Trump would try to sneak or steal his way to reelection. That echoed similar comments made by Biden himself that his opponent would try to indirectly steal the election. Let me just point out now you have Hillary Clinton saying the exact same thing. Then in September, the Washington Post and other media reported on a tabletop exercise aimed at predicting how events might unfold. What's the worst thing that could happen to our country during the presidential election, asked a Georgetown law professor. So he built a series of war games, sought out some of the most accomplished Republicans, Democrats, civil servants, media experts, pollsters and strategists around and asked them to imagine what they do in a range of election transition scenarios. A landslide for Joe Biden resulted in a relatively orderly transfer of power. Every other scenario we looked at involved street level violence and a political crisis. That's right. It was stated bipartisan consensus that if Trump won the election, the Democrats would take to the streets with violence. They would launch us into a political crisis, their own version of January 6th. They said they would do it. The Democrats would, to borrow from President Biden's indignant speech this week, not commit to accepting the results of the elections that they're running in and would instead choose the path of chaos in America. Wait, the Democrats would have been election deniers without a shred of real evidence? That's right. From the New York Times, for their war game, they cast John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, in the role of Mr. Biden. They expected him, when the votes came in, to concede. But Mr. Podesta playing Biden shocked the organizers by saying he felt his party wouldn't let him concede. The organizers were shocked, shocked to hear this. Even though Hillary Clinton had publicly stated two weeks earlier that Biden should under no circumstances concede. The participants in this war game two years ago were all anti-Trump Democrats and Republicans. And at one time and at one level, they were just rolling around the same malicious fantasies they had indulged in since 2016. At another level, the entire war game exercise was a message to the nation. The orange haired one is leaving. It's our turn. If you get in our way, we are going to burn down your cities and towns. In the war game, Podesta as Biden alleged voter suppression. Hey, they're doing that now whatever that means, while the states of California, Oregon and Washington threatened to literally secede. (laughs) Isn't that insane? Rather than accept a second term from Trump, Congress deadlocked on the matter. And the New York Times summed up at that point in the scenario, the nation stopped looking to the media for cues and waited to see what the military would do. Amazing. So he's not going to vote. He says Democrats and what's worse, the supposedly free and professional journalists in the mainstream media never addressed this. Yet they beat their breasts and claim that we have to vote for them tomorrow to save democracy. Sorry, not sold. Chris Hedges says correctly that we should have walked out on the Democratic Party and mounted a serious opposition while we still had the chance. And he's right. But that'll just have to wait for another time. Really, really well put, to be completely honest. The Democrats were threatening exactly what January 6th was. Let me stress that again. The Democrats threatened to wage a January 6th, and then it happened. But it was Trump side who did it. And now they went, oh, egad. Oh, well, I never. Why would anyone do such a thing? Because they told you to. Because they advocated for it. Right now, of course, it's already begun. Tyler Bauer tweets the text, a text message from Maricopa that reads, so it begins, went to vote in Chandkar at the Catholic Catholic Church on Cooper Road. Scanning machine won't scan the ballots. Very few it would scan. So you have to put your ballot in the machine when the lady unlocks it. She says it will be taken downtown to be scanned there. This is why we have no confidence in the process. Let's return to hand-counted paper ballots. How about that? 
election watchers, three people per box, and they're all counting the vote together. That's great. And then if there's a, an issue with the ballot, they, they challenge it. You get one independent, one Republican, one Democrat. Maybe, you know, throw in a libertarian. Seriously, let's do Democrat, Republican, libertarian, nonpartisan, four people. And they put the box and they all start looking at it and they all take their own independent tallies. That's the way we do it. A machine broke. And so we can't have an election. One of the funniest tweets I've seen, a guy saying, I'm on a plane and my book's battery died and now I can't read. The future is inconvenient. I thought it was funny. Something like that. Because he had a Kindle and he's reading and the battery died on his book. You can just pick up a book. The data is encoded page by page and you can read it. But sometimes technology is more convenient, but it's not always. And so right now we're starting to see more reports of this. These may be incidental and of no consequence. This machine broke. I mean, I'll just assume it's most likely his ballot would just be counted. But what happens when too much of this keeps happening? What happens when someone comes in and they get violent? You know, I'm not saying that someone's going to show up and just be like, oh, I'm angry and violent. I'm saying someone's come in and be like, no, 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 I don't buy this. Show me the machine not working. They'll be like, sir, back up. No, no, you can't do this. They're, they're trying to steal the election. And then a fight breaks out and then someone gets shot. I don't know when you have that level of violence, how people can just accept the results. And that's why I fear the blood moon. That's I said this earlier, but I want to say it again. The blood moon, they say, signifies the overthrow of the king or the death of the king. Many people are calling it the Maga moon. They're saying it signifies the red wave is coming. Perhaps. And I certainly hope it's just a red wave in the election, but it could be a red wave of blood. It could signify death is coming. And that's what scares me. Some have actually argued it has nothing to do with us. The blood moon signifies Russia and Ukraine. Perhaps. I don't know. But it's happening on our election day. And that's ominous, to say the least. I can tell you one thing. Well, this guy, Mate, my, um, Bivens, might come out. I want to make sure I get his name. Uh, Matt, Matt Bivens may come out and say he's not voting for Democrats because they advocated for violence and chaos. I would like to play for you this video from last night explaining why you probably got to vote Republican. I'll make it more practical for all of you with the words from Joe Biden himself. We're going to codify Roe v. Wade in January and make it a run of the land. Okay, let's play that again. We're going to codify Roe v. Wade in January and make it a run of the land. We're going to codify Roe v. Wade in January and make it a run of the land. Some people said he was trying to say rule of the land. Perhaps, but I'm not here to try and interpret Bidenisms because he said, make it a rally land. That was going to say, make it a rule of the land. Uh, it seems like a weird phrasing. I, I think you'd say something like, we're going to make it the rule of the land, not a. It's specific, right? But he said, rally land. Y'all, I don't know what a rally land is. So uh, I watch videos like this. And then I just say, okay, you, you probably shouldn't vote for this guy. And you probably shouldn't vote for a political party that's going to empower someone whose brain doesn't work. And the same is true for John Fetterman. Fetterman calls Republicans embrace of conspiracies a bug, not a feature. OK, so he's saying it's an accident. The saying, my friends, as many of you know, is it's a feature, not a bug. 
when something bad happens, you say, and, and people think it's a glitch, you say, no, nope, it's a feature, not a bug. Like the Republicans, what he meant to say was Republicans' embrace of conspiracies was a feature, meaning that that's what they do. It's not an accident. But instead he said it was an accident because his brain doesn't work. He says he was so proud to, quote, so proud to partner with the police and fund the police as he makes his closing arguments. Fetterman ain't all with it. And if someone's willing to vote for this civil war, I'm, I don't care. I'll, I will say it. Maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, but we're on that path. You know, I've been reading about the civil war, as I mentioned 50 billion times, and there was talk of civil war in the 1820s and it carried on until finally 1861. So maybe it's not going to be anytime soon, maybe not in our generation, maybe, but I don't understand how you can have people who actively call for violence, Democrats, advocate for refusing to accept the election results, and now are, are uh, you know, have candidates who can't think straight. Maybe the reason Joe Biden came out and said there's going to be election deniers, but you have to accept the results. Maybe he's telling Democrats. Maybe they know they've pushed it too far. I doubt it. These people are unscrupulous. I, I look at them and I, they're, they're willing to do whatever it takes to cling to power. They're, look at that article I just read. These dudes are outright saying that they wouldn't have accepted the election in 2020. Now I'm supposed to assume that they're coming out and trying to play, play the high road? No way. They're coming out and saying Republicans better not accept the result or better accept the results because they're going to have to. So we're going to have to wait several weeks. We'll see, my friends. There's a lot going on today. The next segment I have for you will be coming up at 4 p.m. at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.